The Digested Read with John Chris. The Crying of Lot 49 by Thomas Pynchon. Mrs. Edipa Mars came home from a Tupperware party to find that she had been named executor, or, she supposed, executrix, of the estate of her former lover, Pierce Inverarity, a California property mogul who once lost two million dollars in his spare time. The letter said her co-executor was to be a lawyer called Metzger from a firm called Look At Me I'm Trying Too Hard to Be Wacky. As she mixed herself a whiskey sour and waited for her husband, Wendell Mucho Mars, to return home from FUCK Radio, Edipa allowed herself some anarchic thoughts about Vivaldi's kazoo concerto and how Pierce used to call her in funny voices. You're too sensitive, she said in an access of helplessness as Mucho detailed his latest defeat. I'm going to see my shrink. Why are you not taking the pills? Dr. Hilarious asked. I need you for my LSD trials. I'm hallucinating already, Edipa replied. So early in the book? She felt the onset of revelation, a shimmer of mystic meaninglessness, and lowered her hair, Rapunzel-like, into the studied opacity of Chapter 2. Edipa drove south to San Narcisco, less of a city, more a rather dull concept that had been Pierce's domicile, and checked into the Echo Courts Motel. A dropout called Miles appeared from behind a statue of a nymphette, I'm lead singer with the Paranoids, he said. I'm too old to frug. You can leave all the enigmatic shit to me, said another man, who introduced himself as Metzger. I live inside my looks. I was once a child actor called Baby Igor. How about we play strip Botticelli? Edipa went to her room and put on several more layers of clothes. It could have been a good gag, but she blew it and went to bed with him anyway. That was the problem with postmodernism. No self-will, no motivation, no character. She wondered if she should confess her infidelity to Mucho, but then why bother when he might have been writing the story? Things did not delay in becoming more curious when they came across Pierce's stamp collection. Thousands of coloured windows into time and space, ex-rivals for her affections, that would be broken into lots. Edipa sensed a revelation as she drifted into a bar called Scope. Join the Peter Pinguid Society, said Mike Fallopian, a right-wing nutcase. We communicate via a rebel mail service using the WASTE system. What's that? I could tell you, but it still wouldn't make any sense and you wouldn't care anyway. Best to keep you guessing. That way you might think there is a point. You're right, Metzger agreed. We should go with the paranoids to check out Pierce's investment at Fangozo Lagoons. I'm your inverse, said a man called Depresso. I'm a lawyer-turned-actor. I've no idea what I'm doing here, but a load of GI bones got turned into charcoal filters. That's like the Jacobean tragedy that's playing at the Tank Theatre. 
They absorb themselves in the Courier's tragedy, a play of incest, murder, the Thurn and Taxis mail system and the mysterious breakaway Tristero postal sect. Nobody said an in-joke had to be funny. Where's the text? Edipur asked. There is no text, the director Randolph Driblet answered. This is the text. I made it up. She longed for meaning. Maybe she could find it in Zat's bookshop. Who were the Tristero assassins? Had she given them life? Had someone been smoking too much dope? She came across a man drawing the Tristero sign of the horn. Why? She visited John Nefastis, the man who postulated Maxwell's demon with his perpetual motion machine. Entropy connects the laws of thermodynamics to information flow, he said. There's a conspiracy theory, Genghis Cohen, the stamp expert, explained. All Pierce's stamps are deliberate Tristero errors. Metzger was not that bothered at Oedipus leaving, but then why should he be? He'd had enough, and he never existed without her. Besides, he had a 15-year-old nymphette to fuck. Oedipus looked at some deaf mutes, went to a fag club and dropped in on Mucha. He had dropped out on acid. She went to see Dr. Hilarius. I tortured the Jews in Buchenwald by making them read this kind of crap, he laughed, firing a gun indiscriminately before the police arrived. Oedipus headed to Berkeley to meet Emery Bortz, a world expert in Jacobean tragedy. Driblet has committed suicide, he said. Why does everyone leave me? I can't imagine. Now I'll never know the secrets of the Tristero. Did it really exist? Was it Pierce's last elaborate hoax? Am I mad? Or am I just stuck in a dated time warp of empty countercultural allusions to which 60s stoners and reviewers too scared of being thought stupid will attach great depth and revelation? Self-absorbed with her own one-dimensionality, Oedipus never heard Pynchon laughing as he scammed the literati once again. Instead, she waited for the crying of Lot 49 to see who would bid for Pierce's stamps. Oh, look, it's you.